1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now.
2: Well, things started out hot for the Edmonton Oilers, but they sure cooled down the more that that game progressed as the Oilers lose 6 4 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, not starting off this Eastern Road Swing the way we wanted there were some bright spots there were some battles but once again the oilers tend to fall apart as the game went along there was a that was a tough second period it was a little bit of a snooze fest things kind of picked up in the third but it wasn't it wasn't the performance we were looking for we are live from the sports closet studio on this lovely saturday gavin is it dark outside right now look outside that window Oh, she dark, baby. So Oiler's Nation after dark is true to the name. Live inside the sports closet studio. We're in the YouTube chat. I don't know what the first comment was because you guys are tearing it up in here during the game, and I absolutely love it. I see people here with a Boosh was fine, Boosh was terrible. It's all over the place. This is more like it. Oilers Nation after a loss. I got my pal with me. The one, he's not avoiding the grind. He is honing in on the grind let's bring him in it's tyler your emchuk how we doing buddy that one that one sucked there was there was there was positives out of that but once again that's loser talk talk
0: oh yeah um definitely like 10 minutes into that game we're sitting there going uh this could be a blowout for the oilers like they might win this one five six one like here we go we are back i was texting our boy colby cone and he goes oilers in six and i was like what he goes over the Bruins in the cup final this year. Like everyone was back on the bandwagon. Um, and they just, that one's on the stars, man. Like Leon looked, whatever. And Bouchard too. There's a lot to dislike about that game. We'll dig into all of it. But how the Oilers can score four goals in a hockey game, not get a point from Connor or Leon, correct? Yep, I believe so. Yeah. And that's just, I'm baffled. I'm baffled.
2: Yeah, uh, It uh, doesn't happen very often where Derek Ryan is your high point man with two goals. We were at the office with Waz today. My right ear can barely oh, hear anything right now. <laughs> Derek Ryan! Yeah. I love Waz and his Derek Ryan. He's he's his number one fan, but like you said, Ty, we're finally getting the depth scoring that we've been looking for, we've been asking for, for forever. And the studs, they didn't show up tonight. I mean, Connor was doing his thing. He was slicing and dicing up the ice. Looked like he's got his game back. But Leon Dreisaitl, I don't want to say he looks like a shell of the man that he once was, but it's, it's there's just something up. It's I don't know if it's his wrist, if it's his shot. We talked about switching up on the power play. Dude, I might be switching a Vander Kane out for Leon Dreisaitl. I know how crazy that is, but is it so crazy right now, Ty?
0: I I don't know. Like maybe not as I'm, I'm at my wits end with that man. Like he just goes out there and I don't think he's taking a hard stride when Connor McDavid's not on the ice all year. It drives me just bananas. And I know everyone's going to roast Evan Bouchard for that one goal. Rightfully so. Leon wasn't much better on that one. And also you get, you guys get paid a lot of money to produce points on the power play. How the hell do you not get a power play goal in that game when they're up two nothing should have been peddled to the floor, put this thing away. If you go up three, nothing there, that game is likely over. You could just kick it back, dump and chase the rest of the game. And you're good. And the fact that they didn't finish that game off is just, it's mind numbing. That whole performance was just mind numbing because Tampa Bay looked like shit. That does not look like a Stanley cup caliber team. They were also lazy. They were also turning over a lot of pucks. And the fact that the Oilers didn't recognize that. And just again, again, hammer that final nail in the coffin in the first period and then coast to a victory. It's,
2: it's insane. It was there for the taking. Like you just kind of said, I thought from the start from very beginning. Okay. Let's have a moment. The first shot of the game by the Tampa Bay lightning. Thank the Lord. They were off sides, but classic had beat Skinner right over the shoulder. I was like, Oh my God, did that actually just happen? Shout out the linesman saving us for that one. But after that, the boys had pedal to the metal. You go 0 for five on the power play. It's on the big dogs. That's for me. Once again, you're not going to get many games where Derek Ryan scores you two. James Hamblin also scores. What a moment that was. We'll get into that for the good, bad, and oily. Spoiler alert. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good moment to have right there. But I guess here, let's get into it right now with the Crown Royal scoring summary. I'm back in the office. So I'm back with my friends, Crown Royal. Got a nice bottle here. It's Saturday night. Hey, maybe maybe we dip in a little bit, Tyler. I know you can't be slurring words because you'll be at the UVA later tonight. But I can do whatever I want. But okay, the Crown Royal scoring summary things—they started out good. Besides, I said that uh, puck going over. Nice. I will put this in front of me. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, there, there you
0: it. go. Let the people see that bottle of Crown Royal. <laughs> want
2: to show, show that? Yeah, my off hit it just right. But as I said. So it started out well. Sure, Skinner got beat on that one. Doesn't count. Erasing that from my memory. And then Derek Ryan, shorthanded goal from Derek Ryan. Of course, what a funny play this was. What a pass from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Man, that was filthy. But Ryan doesn't even make a move. He doesn't even, like, he touches the puck, like, once. Just pushes it forward. I have no idea what Jonas Johansson was really thinking but, hey, they all count the same. It went in, was, erupted in the office. It was the start we wanted, right, Ty?
0: Yeah, it absolutely was. And you're watching Jonas Johansson, a goalie who's given up three-plus goals in like 11 of his 14 starts this season. And you're like, oh, my God, they might torch this guy for seven or eight. And they honestly should have. Um, Tampa looked lost. They they didn't look like they were really in that game at all. Um I don't know, again, like that Ryan goal, how an NHL goalie lets that in. There was a point in this game where I think it might have been the third goal by the Oilers that wasn't good as well. I was like, I wonder who I'd rather have if they were the same contract, Johansson or Campbell, and I was really thinking about that question, and then Johansson makes a couple of big saves down the stretch, and then there we go. Um, Yeah, that start was just so good, man. They were flying. They were getting chances. Even again, they go down shorthanded. They look good on that penalty kill, and to watch that first ten minutes and then watch the final fifty minutes is just like, again, it's mind blowing.
2: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's just, it's so disappointing because that's what we always stress: is the start, get out hot, get out early. And it wasn't even four minutes into the game, and we're up one yeah. nothing. That's what you want. Continued in the first period with, I believe, eight thirty in to the first. It's James Hamblin. He gets in the right spot. He gets a puck in the slot. I think he made a little skate-to-stick kind of move. You know, just a great little play from him right there. He rips it top shelf, and it's that moment right there. Touching his chest, pointing up to the sky. That's just a beautiful moment. I think we have it here on loop, right, Gavin? That's an all-time moment. He'll never forget that moment. I'm not forgetting that moment. I believe he lost his mom in 2017. What a time to get your first goal. You got to respect it. Oh, look at that right there. Oh, man, that's adorable, Gavin. That's absolutely adorable. But great moment for him. One he'll have forever. I'm sure his family will hang on to. Ty, it was beautiful. And what a snipe it was. Top shelf.
0: Yeah. A great shot from James Hamblin. He's been working his ass off since he got this call up. So he 100, percent deserves it. I'm going to love the side-by-side now of him holding that puck and then him holding that puck as a kid, you mentioned losing his mom back in 2017 as well. So you could tell the emotion on his face. Um, That was just all around a really, really cool moment. So, yeah, shout out to James Hamlin, man. That's a uh, that's a good Edmonton boy, homegrown kind of talent, and it's nice to see him carve out a role on this team. And honestly, based on how he played today, even outside of the goal, he probably deserves to stick around, even when some guys get healthy.
2: You're damn right, he does. I think he's been great. He's just tenacious on the puck. There he is on the Juventus soccer club. Gavin, were you on the team with him?
0: I was, and that's me
3: right in front of him. I was uh, I was the keeper that year, so I got to I uh, got to know James pretty well during our championship run, so to speak.
2: Hey, that's right, baby. Once a Juventus, always Juventus. <laughs> I like your little faux hawk thing you got going there. You yeah. the throwback. I, used to rock that. I had the same hair. I had the exact same <laughs> heart style. Shout out Hamblin and the family. You're not, you don't have a heart, or you're not an Edmontonian Oilers fan. If you watched that goal and that didn't make you a little emotional, good for him. I hope he holds on to that puck forever. Then things went they went downhill a little bit. They started to go downhill. The lightning at the end of the third period. Point brings it in on the power play. He goes over to Cooch, centers the puck. It goes off of Vinny DeHarnay, I believe it was. Hits the back of the net. That reminded me, I think it was when we played Minnesota, maybe, and a puck just went But it's, it's, it's shit puck luck. That one sucked. Skinner was dialed in at that point. He was playing good. Just a bad bounce tie, and uh, poor, poor Vinny. Oh, he seems to want to score on our own net uh, a little bit lately. I
0: think that one might have been Ekholm on the PK. Oh, yes, not, yes, not yeah, I think, it, I think it was Ekholm, at least. I might honestly be misremembering it, too. Um, but just shit luck. <laughs> and, like, again, you go to that moment. There's under a minute to go in the period. And you're, you, I mean, in hindsight, in the moment, you're like, ah, bad bounce goal. Oilers just played a great 20 minutes of hockey. We're going to be fine in this hockey game. Um, You go back to that now, and you're like, ah. That didn't go in. I wonder if this game kind of breaks a little bit differently. A lot of little bounces here and there. But I don't even want to do the puck luck thing with this game. I know I was someone who kind of hammered that early in the year that they were unlucky. But, man, tonight was one of those nights where you should have just been making your own breaks to some extent. Like, that was a bad, bad goalie you went up against. There's no reason why you shouldn't have gotten six or seven on him tonight. Like, they just totally, just like they did against Seattle last game, they just take their foot off the gas for 25 minutes. And they just feel like they don't need to try for a little bit. And it's from the top down with this team. It's just beyond irritating.
2: I hate it because it's such a cliche when you say play a full 60, right? It's like, I know. yeah, no shit, man. There's 60 minutes out there. But it's you can't have these lulls and these drops where nobody seems to care. The intensity is just gone. I, I don't know. I have a really hard time with that continuing scoring summary. Go into the second period. Sergit dived in his own end to get the puck up the ice. Great play by him. Gets it up to Cooch. He goes down. There's a two-on-one. I thought Matthias Eckholm played that one great. He lays down, stops the puck, just happens to go directly back to Nikita Kucherov, makes a little move, buries it. Once again, it's puck luck, but you make your own luck, in my opinion. Yeah. That's where it goes. That's, once again, you got a guys coming down on an odd man rush. Sure, Eckholm played it well, but that's not a situation you're going to get out of very often. And uh, have any positives? You got anything for that one time?
0: No, not really. It's just it's also annoying when you sit there and watch Tampa Bay Stars just buzz around, work their asses off for most of the game, and then contribute on the score sheet a handful of times. And it's just like, man, add this to the list. The Dallas game was one of them. There's a few others mixed in there where, like, if the Stars, San Jose, there's another one. If the Stars find a way to get you one, you're probably getting two points. Like, geez.
2: Yep, and they're paid this money for a reason. Let's, yeah. it's, it's okay to criticize the stars tonight. Bring it in the chat. Bring some heat. I want some hot takes. Let's get it going. But the Oilers were able to take the lead once again. Right, yeah, in the second period, it was Derek Ryan. Number two for Derek Ryan. Warren Fogle goes down the wing. Dipsy doodling. You can't tell me in that moment you didn't think that was 97 because I think everybody on planet Earth did. I was like, holy shit, look at him go. Then you realize it Was Warren Fogle, but he drives it hard to the net. Looks just like Connor, And then Derek Ryan, hard to the hoop. Go hard to the hoop. You know where you got to score for guys like him. Stick on the ice, head down. Ryan McLeod, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Try that from time to time. Holy. But uh, Derek Ryan scores a Derek Ryan goal. Did it even, I don't think he touched it with a stick, right? It just hit him in the leg, whatever. They don't ask how. They ask how many. And that's two in the game for Dr. Tyler.
0: Yeah, again. He, he was just buzzing tonight, and it's kind of funny when you go back to the pregame show, if you want yes. me to look like an idiot. Um, I was talking about how Derek Ryan probably shouldn't be on the third line, right? Um, I said Mikhail Sergachev's having a really bad year. Three points for him. I think four or five block shots as well. Um, so, yeah, the, a bunch of guys I talk smack about. Oh, uh, Tanner Janot. Talk smack about him too. He found the back of the net and looked damn good doing it. So wasn't a good, wasn't a banner pregame show for me, um, but credit to Derek Ryan, man. He seems to like this road trip. Like remember he had that hat trick in Florida a couple years ago, two goals tonight. And then he had a really good game in Carolina at some point as an oiler as well. I'm just trying to remember when it would have been, um, but he had a good game in Carolina too. He likes this kind of former Southeast division road trip. The Oilers go on. He was, he was good tonight. That's what Derek Ryan can be when he's at his best. He's killing penalties. He's making smart plays with the puck. And as you saw in that second, he goes to the right areas.
2: I laughed too. When he scored the first one, just being like, wow, me and Tyler, both were just tripping yeah. him, saying that maybe you don't even dress him. Shows what we know, but I did. When Tanner Janot scored, I was like, nice. Suck it, Tyler. (laughs) Uh, I do have Jonas Johansson on my fantasy team against you, so I guess there is a little bit of positivity. No, I should have just benched his ass. I don't even want that one. But You don't want the point. Scoring summary, we get into the third period, and it was. Tanner Janot. Evan Bouchard throws the puck to an empty corner. Right, I believe that was the one. Doesn't play it to anyone. Just kind of lackadaisically skating. And then what do you know? Puck comes back down the other way and it gets going. And what was it? Lightning get it up the ice. Bouchard dry. Dry included. Because he didn't back check, but I think Bouchard was the one everybody noticed. Puck goes across the ice to Tanner, know, back of the net. Skinner flying over. That's just that's just that's just one of those goals. What the hell was that? <laughs> I haven't hit a little horn. Oh, nice, nice, nice. could you even tell that? Uh Tyler. Shitty back check, Evan Bouchard. We said you live by the sword, you die by the sword, because yeah. it's funny, because right after that, what does he do? He goes down and buries one on the rush, but it's tough to keep rolling him out there and keep defending him when you see relaxed, physical back check just like that. And it's tough, Ty. What'd you think of it?
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm going back and re-watching it kind of, and you're right. Like he, instead of just putting his head down and darting back as fast as he could, he kind of has his head over doing like a little bit of a shoulder check the entire time. And then the other thing too, like if you go back, if you have a chance and you're watching this, the show right now, and you can go back and rewatch the goal, all three of the Oilers forwards just do this slow little loop in the O zone. And none of them at any point recognize, okay, D man up in the rush. I got to be hightailing it back right now to give us some coverage. And that's the problem with playing Kane Hyman and dry Settle together is neither one of those three guys likes playing defense. Neither one of them does it with any sort of regularity. Kleinman will give you hustle going one way, but not really coming back the other way. That's never really been something he's done. So that's just one of those moments where you put three guys who will, when they're humming in the offensive zone, they will work the shit out of the other team. But coming back the other way, they're a liability. And then you put them on the ice at the same time as Evan Bouchard, and there's a whole lot of liabilities out there. Um, It was funny the way Twitter was just freaking out on Bouchard. I was, too. And then, like, a minute later, he goes and fires a laser past Johansson. That was funny, um, but funny in, like, a really dark, twisted way.
2: Yeah, like, funny like it hurts, so I have to yeah. laugh so I don't cry kind of thing. But, yeah, you said, so then they tie it up. Oilers come back. I believe it was four on four. I believe it was. Nuge moves the puck up to Bouch on the wing, skates down, rips one. You know what Bouchard can do. With a shot like that, nice there it is on your screen right there. He ripped that one. It's so frustrating and polarizing with Evan Bouchard. You love him one minute and then yeah, what is that? So it was like 4 minutes later cuz Gino yeah. scored with 354, Bouchard 804. I keep saying it, but man, this roller coaster this season. It's <laughs> it's getting tough. It's getting tough out there. Then of course, things Things fell apart real fast. Uh, The Lightning tied up on a power play goal. One of the sicker power play goals I've seen in a long time. It was Cooch and Braden Point. A little back and forth. Goes out to Cooch. Zips it all the way across the ice. Of course, who's standing there? Mr. 91. Guy still has a hell of a shot. Back of the net. I, watching that, just turned to Kenny and Gina. I was like, that was filthy. Like, that was incredible. I don't know if there's much Stuart Skinner can do on that one. Turns out, Steven Stamkos still good at hockey, Tyler.
0: You should cover him. Also, just watching the way they snapped that puck around without any sort of hesitation, there was a point the Oilers' top unit would do that. Not too long ago, you know, we remember. Um, I. Just, that's what's frustrating here, man, is just, again, in a game where if you would have told me to guess, this one was going to be decided like, okay, the Oilers are going to lose, how do you think it plays out? I don't think I had the Oilers stars being held off the score sheet and them getting four goals more or less from their bottom six. I know Bouchard and new uh, connected on the one, but like you watch Tampa Bay stars just go down, embarrass the Oilers on the PK a bunch of times. Oilers get power plays and they just continue to look generally disinterested. It's very, very frustrating.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's, it's just seeing what you want to be. And it's funny. You say that our power play was that like six months ago. It feels like I don't know what has happened It's been tough. Then the Lightning, once again, they take the lead. I guess I kind of want to break. I don't think we have the footage of this, but that was Kulak stepped up on the blue line, right? You saw that. I'm okay with him stepping up there, and he took the man enough, delayed the play enough. They felt like 1-1,000, 2-1,000, 3-1,000. Nobody came down to cover for him. Stops the rush. No one covers. Lightning go down the ice. Throw it on net. It gets tipped home. I'm okay with Brett Kulak in that situation. I guess what's your breakdown of that one? I feel like that's one where enough time passed. He clearly had the man. Someone's got to come down and support, right?
0: Yeah. So, like, again, there's one forward in the zone. Kulak makes actually a somewhat decent play to go pressure the guy at the red line, not let him get the puck in deep, right? Like, that play makes sense to me. And if you want just a general idea of Ryan McLeod's lack of awareness on this play, just watch the fact that Brett Kulak has enough time to take three hard strides back into the play, look up, recognize the guy is about to go in on a breakaway, and then he has time to point and yell at Ryan McLeod to go get him. Like, just brain-dead, brain-dead hockey from Ryan McLeod. It's stunning. It's stunning. I don't think he's done one thing this year that has had a positive impact on the Edmonton Oilers. I, I really want to keep liking him, and I want to believe he's part of the solution here, but he, he can't do anything right now. He can't back check hard. He, he four checks fine, but doesn't get a shot on net. He had a couple of looks today and he missed the net by three, four feet on one of them. Like, dude it's maddening watching him play hockey he is six foot two he is a big guy he skates like the wind he has skill he was a second round pick and he just refuses to use any of it I don't know what his problem is man I and Avi says it in uh in the Facebook chat he loses the puck all the time sit if you want to have a hell of a night grab a bottle of crown Royal or whatever, sit down, rewatch that hockey game. And every time the play dies on McLeod, McLeod stick, take a drink. You shouldn't do that. Cause it wouldn't be drinking responsibly. That's how bad it is.
2: I'd be hammered. If that was the case, Tyler, I don't, I don't want to get there. It'll just be sad drunk too. I'd be a sad drunk. Yeah. You don't like that from Aaron. We like happy Aaron drunk with Ryan McLeod, man. You said it. He missed the net so many times tonight, that line, they were buzzing him and Fogel felt like they were all over the place. I just can only so many times watch, like, McLeod pick the puck up around the perimeter, do a little dipsy-doodle toe drag for, like, no apparent reason. I don't really know what the play is. Then you watch guys like Zach Hyman, like Derek Ryan, like James Hamlet. They go to the net. They go to the hoop. Good things happen. He's a big player. He has size. He has the speed. Just put it together, man. I'm losing yeah. my mind watching this guy play hockey. I get that you want him to be a part of the solution. I hate what I'm about to say. I'm not calling him out for sure. But is it, can we use the word soft with Ryan McLeod? Because I'm not seeing him do anything of no, Tyler. You're right. He's played in several games this year. And what, how many points does he have? Still two? Does he have two assists? On he doesn't the year?
0: have a goal. I know he doesn't have a goal for sure. Um, Lance says, I never thought I'd see Tyler sour on McLeod. Uh, Matthew says, Clowder is just awful. He's not good, man. All he does is skate around, deke himself into a corner till the play dies. You know the line when an NFL receiver never gets the ball thrown to him and they're like, oh, he's just out there doing cardio today? That's Ryan McLeod. He's just out there doing cardio, man. And, like, again, I like him. He is a good dude. He should be a part of the solution here. But this is professional sports, results-driven business. And I know I'm sitting on my couch drinking beers, watching this team play hockey. But like, goddamn, he's gotta be better. Like, he is high up on the list through what however many games we're through now, 15, 16 games. He is high, high, high up on the list of guys who need to be much better. And like, we're not talking a little better with him. It's not one little adjustment. He needs to be miles better than he's been through 15 games. I'm just, and this is similar, like when I rant about Evander Kane, I don't rant this way about Vinny DeHarnay. When Brett Kulak has a bad game, I don't rant this way about Brett Kulak or or anything like that. You know, Derek Ryan has a bad 10 games. It's like, ah, play him on the fourth line. Who cares? With guys like McLeod, if he plays to his potential, he is a 18 to 20 goal scorer. And I believe that who skates like the wind, who can help on your PK, who should be playing physically on the third line, producing offense away from 97 and 29. What he can be, and this was always the Kane thing, what he can be and what he plays like when he's in a slump, there is such a big gap there and it's all mental and effort-based. And that's just what drives me absolutely bananas with those two is like, if you try hard and just thought the game a little bit better, you would be such a damn important piece to this hockey team. And it's so frustrating that he can't put it together.
2: You said it best there. He has all the tools, the speed, the size. I feel like he has an okay shot, not a bad shot. and He keeps missing the net. I just need, I need someone, I need a sports therapist to get in his head and flick a switch of some kind. Because the potential is there, but it's a results-based league. And I'm starting to, I know he's young, but I'm starting to think I know what he might be. And then, yes, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning scored an empty netter. What a shot down the ice that was. But whatever, I don't want to focus on that. Let's get into... The good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.ca slash blue cross, ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. Take two. That makes sense in your URL up there. But okay, let's look at the good here, Gavin. This one's obvious. It's James Hamblin's first goal. We saw the photo. We talked about it a bit, so we don't have to get too deep on this. You feel for a guy like that that has lost a family member as a man who's been there. It really tickled, tickled my heart there to watch that one. I had a little tear in my eye, a little shed, but I didn't, I didn't start crying. But man, you gotta love it. Got good guys getting rewarded. You can't keep a good guy down. James Hamblin, he's my number one good. It could have been Derek Ryan, but James Hamblin, that's an all-time game. He's never gonna forget.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, man, I mean, an all-time moment for the Oilers, too. Like, I, I really hope he's got a solid career here in Edmonton. And I, I love the story of the local guy. And then, yeah, you tie everything in. Like, how long he's had to work and grind for this to happen. Like, he's had multiple call-ups now. He's He's been just grinding in the American League for as long as he has. Everything about this story is just, it really tugs at your heartstrings. And obviously, I mean, big shout-out to him and his family today who are going to be celebrating hard.
2: Yep, that's right. Gavin, you got anything you want to say about James Hamilton? I know you played soccer with
0: him. I did. No,
3: no. And just like um, his family, just great family to be around, just great people as a whole. So it couldn't have happened to a better guy. And obviously a beauty first NHL goal for Hamlin too. So obviously love to see it. And like you guys said, it kind of tugs at her heartstrings too. So like all love to James Hamlin.
2: All the love in the world. Gavin, you sound sexy, sick, raspy Yeah, I voice got the little right raspy now.
3: voice. I was kind of joking. I kind of got that Sophia Bush. I don't know if anyone knows that in the chat, but I'm rocking the raspy voice here today. I kind of woke up with a uh, yeah, a little rasp. So He's not. I, I thought your mic was broken. That's why I, <laughs> I saw you. T- I'm like, no man, the uh, the cable's fine. It's just my voice today. So yes, it is still Gav behind the scenes, guys. Everyone's like, who's that new uh, voice behind <laughs> The producer share? No, it's still Gav. It's still Gav.
2: Tyler texted us in a group. He said, Gavin, your mic sounds messed up. Might be a loose XLR. No, it's just the loose vocal cord. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah. you can't fix that one that's just like they're not avoiding the grind my boy gavin okay what do we got for the bad
1: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans
3: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: It's the third period collapse, man. It's, and like, man, you could even include the second period in some of this. It was a lull. It's been a theme for the Oilers to not play a full 60. We were in that third period chaos. Start with the second. It was just boring. I felt like we were getting... Work dominated. We weren't really completing passes. Just wasn't. just wasn't really rolling the way it should be. But the third period, any period, you're giving up four goals, and Jack Campbell's not in the net for that third period. I, it's a tough one, man, because some of those, like, I don't know. I don't think Stuart Skinner was bad by necessarily any means. Like, I think he was just kind of dealt a bad hand. Yet again, lots of breakdowns. Tyler, third period, we were in this thing. It was back and forth, and then. We didn't even get a loser point. And I was looking for a loser point on this road trip.
0: Yeah, and and I understand some people's frustration with Stuart Skinner in this game. I also totally understand the people who are going to step up and defend him. I, I'm kind of in the middle on this one. Like, that Stamko's goal, no shot, you're stopping. If you want to go back earlier in the game, Kucherov goal, like, no shot, you're stopping that one. Um you know? Uh, the Geno one? Like, I don't know. I'm kind of watching it and, like, you should know that that guy from the far side likely isn't going to shoot it. And Skinner doesn't move across the crease all that smooth. He does it in like two kind of motions. Like that's a one timer from pretty far out that I thought, you know, maybe Stu could have grabbed that one and bailed the boys out a little bit. And then I don't know that Glenn Denning goal probably could have stopped that too. Like, I get the frustration. Anytime a goalie is going to go out and give up six goals on 24 shots, I think there deserves to be a little bit of criticism there. Stu was not amazing tonight by any stretch. Was he the reason they lost? No. I think their stars should have found a way to find some offense. I think the team in front of them needed to be a lot better. And if anyone wants to sit there like, I know one guy today was tweeting me being like, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll blame anything but the goaltender." I'm I don't think anyone in the Edmonton media was harder on the goalies than me through the first month what? of the season. And like, yes, if Stuart Skinner stops two more pucks, the Janot one probably could have been stopped. Glenn Denning probably could have been stopped. The Oilers win this game in regulation. We're laughing. Um, but I think there are other factors at play here. This isn't one. I hung that Winnipeg loss on Stuart Skinner earlier in the year. I hung I didn't like his performance in the Dallas game either. I said he should have came through for the team better. Tonight, I'm just not all the way on the that's on goaltending, even though the stat line is really, really bad.
3: No, I'm with you too, Tyler, because like you can't give up the lead on three separate occasions today as well. So I'm with you. It's definitely not on goaltending here tonight.
0: And when and you can't go 0 for five on the power play in what's essentially a one goal game either. Like your stars at some point have to come through for you.
2: Yep. I agree. I saw somebody in here earlier. I can't find it now. There's way too many in here. Please like, and subscribe. If you're in here, throw that like button, we got to do something to manifest something. But uh, he said, why is everybody being like hard on all the other players and not 97 and 29? I think he missed the first 15 minutes of the show because that is precisely who we were putting this on. For sure. But uh, yeah, so that's the bad. Keep your bads coming in. If you got any, there's there's plenty you could have picked from today, but the tough part is is we were so in that game, it was there in our hands, it was grasped. The oily Gavin, this one is our boy Waz still here? I don't know if he's actually still here. But uh, they'll get me-
0: him to yell on the stream, I'm out. I will close my window and I'm oh. leaving. I'm not going <laughs> to do that.
3: Oh, he's coming okay, in. Hey Waz, don't he's come in. He's coming in. Oh, Waz, no, oh in. no, you're gonna get. You're gonna make Tyler. Get off. Yell, Ye- yell,
2: yell from there. Yell from there. Derek Ryan. <laughs> there it is. There's my boy. Thank you, was But Derek Ryan is the Tyler oily. with the big old eye roll. You're, Love you're it. You're not going to get a two-goal <laughs> game <laughs> from Derek Ryan very often, which is why this sucks that you weren't able to capitalize on that and get the dub. But Dr. Tyler, we spoke about it earlier there. Let's just... He scores the right goals, man. He just goes to the hoop. His game is so simple. Like I say, Zach Hyman, not nearly the most skilled Edmonton Oiler, but... Good guy, tries hard, loves the game. That's what you get.
0: Yeah, um, tonight, really good night. Like, you need throughout the course of a season, and if they're going to turn this thing around, they're going to need more, more games like this one where guys in the bottom six are just going out there and grinding. So, um, you need games like this. Derek Ryan, I mean, every year he's been an oiler. He's been good for a handful of these every year where he gets you a timely goal or two. So, I mean, all the credit to him. Um, again, just wish the, the rest of the team would have found the back of the net.
2: Yep, Gavin, thoughts on DR?
0: Yeah, and like you guys kind
3: of touched on it too. We're not really expecting the world out out of Derek Ryan, but in games like today when our our top six isn't performing, we need guys like Derek Ryan to step up. So we got that tonight. Obviously, we didn't get the W tonight, but Derek Ryan, all in all, a good game from DR.
2: Yep, we love you, DR. So uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, and me and Tyler will shut up on pre-gaming. So you do Mm -hmm. that. Next one.
3: Until next week. You until stay, next week. Yeah, Go, we'll that's such again. a lie. I'm going to be, <laughs> yeah, gonna be yapping.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, Call me out on that. That's totally fair. But okay, that does it for the good, bad, and oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. Just catching up in the chat here. Lance really wants you to admit that you're friends, Tyler. I keep seeing this in here all the time. Well,
3: Lance and Lance always brings up the fact that one time he drove by Tyler and he waved at Tyler in the nation truck and Tyler did not wave back. Lance loves bringing that yeah. up
0: because i'm going down the henday
3: yeah, and know. someone just be blowing on their horn and i feel like once a week <laughs>
2: Hey, Lance, remember the time? I bought you a beer one time before I even knew you. At a punk me, show. Me, Tyler, were different guys. I, w- I would wave. Of course I would wave. But <laughs> I assume Tyler must get that from everybody
3: in that nation truck. Well, even though I, I drove the nation truck for one weekend after the golf and I got a few honks too. So I can imagine Tyler driving it every single day. It's probably an everyday occurrence for sure.
2: Yeah. Just look at the chat here. Pats fans, shout out Patriots, says 97, 29. Don't look like they care anymore. Yeah, and for 29, that's definitely how I feel. 97, I'm still... Okay, with him. Um, whoa, there, was man, a couple moments,
0: uh, there was a couple moments McDavid looked very irritated with Connor Brown. Um, yes. And even just the team in general. He wasn't getting the puck when when he wanted it. Um, there was a couple times where Connor Brown, one in particular, it was the second period where Brown had it and McDavid's coming by him. Full head of steam. And Brown just eh, held on to it and just totally killed the play. He was not good tonight. This was not an encouraging first game back for Brown.
2: Yeah, I guess before we get into our hot, cold performers, yeah, I just want to talk Connor Brown. He was noticeable. There was moments he was with Connor and Leon. The most most noticeable moment for me was when he had that little breakaway opportunity and he was on the outside and he decided to go even more to the outside to really have no chance to score a goal. And then he goes flying into the board, smashing his back in there. And I had the immediate thought of, holy shit, do we just give this guy $3 million to just break his back right now? Like, oh, no. But he got up. Once again, he's working his way back from injury. Now it's the second injury. So we got to give him some time. But, but not, and that's been the not scapegoat. Too much time. But
3: and that's been the scapegoat about Connor Brown yeah. this entire year, right? But at some at some point, yeah. the guys start performing and getting on the score sheet. Like, there's so many times you can scapegoat his injuries, injuries, injury. And I get he's coming off of a season-ending
2: injury last year,
3: but come on, man, enough's enough.
2: You got to start performing for us. I think other fans agree with you. Patrick says, "Like, WTF was that breakaway move, Pat's fan? Connor Brown can't play hockey. <laughs> the Nadge should have waved Brown." Well, we're in it for the long haul now, people, because that check is going to clear. So yep. there's no more debating this. That's what we got. Okay, let's move along to our hot and cold performers. Our hot and cold DoorDash performers. Ding dong. Thank you, Gavin. Nice. Thank you. You're the man. DoorDash, for a limited time only, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code All Capitals Nation 25. Tyler, point upwards. Boom.
3: Oh yeah, right there. there yeah, it there is. it is. There it is. Are
2: those Yuremchuk hands. All those caps, long, baby. lanky fingers, right there. You can <laughs> probably touch them a mile away. My hot performer of the game. I could have easily made it. Derek Ryan easily could have been James Hamblin. It's tough. I'm. I give me some in the chat because I'm very curious. It was tough for me to pick one here. I was torn between Warren Fogle because he's just buzzing. You could pick Warren Fogle as a hot performer every game couple moments, you think he's 97. I also thought Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a good game. He had two apples, completing a lot of good passes. I also, because it's one thing I've been noticing with Nugent on the power play, he's been a little hesitating lately, and it looked like today he was a little bit quicker with his thoughts. So those are my two warm performers, I guess (laughs) I'll go with that. Tyler, A, what do you think of those two, and is there anybody else that stood out to you?
0: Yeah, I like the Nuge pick. He barely played, only nine oh seven at five on five in this hockey game, which I found a little bit surprising. Um, Nuge is a is a pretty good pick. Um, you know who I actually? Uh, no, I don't want to go there. I changed my mind. Uh, I'll go James Hamlin. Actually, that was a really solid hockey game from him outside of the goal. We talked about the goal a lot, but like when he was on the ice, good things were happening. He played seven oh one at five on five. Bolts only got one shot against. The Oilers got two goals. Like. That was a really solid game from Hamblin, and I want to see them maybe give him a little bit more support. Maybe maybe no more Adam Ernie. Maybe we see what a nice long run of Lavois Hamblin can do.
2: Yep, I agree. Gavin, hot performers, anybody for you? Yeah, uh,
0: one
3: guy that kind of stood out for me was Darnell Nurse. He led the entire Edmonton Oilers in ice time, and he's actually only one or two other defensemen that actually finished in the pluses. So I think Nurse was extremely strong in the offensive and defensive zone, so I like Nurse's game today as a whole for sure.
2: Yep, I see Gina in here says Nuge, good choice. Like Chris Brown, not the Chris Brown, a different one. I hope Warren Fogle yeah. can skate fast, but he shoots like Derek Ryan. Well, if he shot like Derek Ryan, he would have a couple goals. So let's Hell don't chirp yeah. dr like that, okay? That man, yeah, that especially on can can't do that. Mainlander Tim Connor McFogel, yeah, that's that's very fair. I agree with that. For my cold performers, there's a couple guys you could pick from. Leon Drysaddle for me is definitely a cold performer. We've already touched on, on on that enough. I'm so sick of Adam Ernie on the ice. <laughs> I have no patience for it. I got no time. He just doesn't do anything. Excel at like any one thing. And like you could say that about Derek Ryan, but he gets involved in games and he does stuff. I have not really seen anything memorable from number 21 from Adam Ernie. Every time I see him out there, I'm just I'm starting to clench my fist. I'm starting to get angry at this guy for no good reason. And then I think, Oh, that could have been raffle of out there. I want to see that. He's just, he should have been suspended. I want him. He's taken away a spot from somebody else. Uh, Tyler cold performers for you.
0: Yeah, Ernie's actually like a pretty decent pick. I think Bouchard is another good one. Like that's a guy it's I've kind of
2: cold Bouchard.
0: <laughs> I know I, I've uh, I've been Life defending hard. him a lot over the last little bit, saying he's playing some pretty good hockey. But again, tonight he just looked just like two Like he's just he's got to bring better than that. So I'll I'll take two here. I'll go Bouch and McLeod.
2: Nice, Gavin.
0: Yeah, so
3: I'm gonna go Leon Drysidle, but I'm not just gonna go in today. Like like Tyler said too. I am so freaking sick of 29, both on and off the ice. Like his whole stick of his post-game interviews with the hood up, just, just his attitude has absolutely driving me up the wall and just seeing him on the ice too. He's not back checking. He looks, he looks he looks freaking slow. I almost swear there. I had to catch myself because I'm getting so fired up about drive.
2: Let it rip. Man, yeah. like this
3: guy has to figure it out. Do something, man. You want MVP for us when McDavid is out. <laughs> You're not stepping up for us. Like, enough is enough. 29. He's supposed to be one of the top-tier players in the league. And we are just not seeing it at this moment. Like, enough is enough, man. What we're we're five, 10, and one now on the year instead of like being a baby in the postgame interviews with your hood up acting like you're the top dog in the league right now which you quite honestly are not dry so figure it out man we're we're five ten and one time to put lace up the skates a little bit tighter get back to the oven start putting the puck in the back of the net because this team will not be succeeding without you performing like the way you can
2: gavin if you're not gonna swear i'm gonna swear for you that was fucking fired up right man, man. like go. enough office not dry let's go man we need you we need you to start pushing this team, man. Like, come on! You're one of the best players on the team for a reason. You're thought of as a top five, top three and, player in the NHL. You ain't playing like... And, it. and trust me, like at hurts me, Like,
3: like obviously, Dry's name has gotten brought up, and Trevor was like, like by by uh, by our boy Kobe on Owen oh every day, like we were talking about earlier today. Yeah. And that stuff kills me, man. Because like uh, Dry was one of my favorite players, but you're getting to this point, like you have to be concerning, which absolutely sucks because. If he's not performing like we know he can be, you've got to start wondering, like, is he a right fit for this Edmonton Oilers team? I really do hope so, and I think so. But what we're seeing right now, it's no.
2: He's bringing this team down, if anything. I love it, Gavin. Everybody in the chat's loving it. Spicy Gavin. Gavin speaking the truth. Love it, Gavin. From Final Buzzer here, he's paid to play not to make you happy in interviews. Well, yeah, it's an
0: attitude happy? problem.
2: Give me well, a yeah, exactly, chats. exactly. Okay.
3: Like, yeah, maybe overblown, like, the post-game interview talk. Like, I get it. Like, some players don't want to talk to the media. But, man, what you're doing on the ice is not doing you any favors, 2-9. Come on.
2: You just got me fired up. Everybody in this chat's fired up. Pats fan. Gavin needs to give a pregame speech to the boys. <laughs> and in between periods, Lance, get Gavin in that locker room. Dude, it's – I don't know if just because – and it's the Edmonton thing. I don't want to be too hard on our stars because – Oh. They tend to not want to stay in Edmonton, but accountability. We talk about fairness. We got to be fair ourselves. Well, yeah, Dry we're, is we're not five ten and one. Like won. you
3: got to you, you have to hold guys accountable at this point, man. Like if, if we're if we're a 5, and one, different story. Dries has a bad game here or there. You kind of brush it under the rug, but because we're struggling so much, every single one of our stars is underneath the microscope as they should be at this point.
2: Duke says it best. Spicy, sexy voice. Gavin has entered the chat. <laughs> hey, absolutely right there. The nudge, Gavin for hot performer. Matthew, this is funny. Why are you so pissy, Gavin? <laughs> why <laughs> I like do you that think? One. But I saw why that one. Do you I like think? Um, just kind of winding down here. Any other big takeaways from you on the game? I thought the Oilers. I'm curious to check the numbers here. I felt like we were getting dominated in the faceoffs. Yeah, they won. They yeah, had 57. I think we checked after the
3: second we were like 35%. So I'm not sure what we finished with, but
2: we had 42%, they had 57. Nah, that's a tough one. Enough. I felt like every time we're in the offensive zone, they want to draw. It's very hard to keep possession and keep your studs out there on the ice when you're losing draws and it's going back the other way. Yeah. Tyler, any other takeaways?
0: Uh no, not really. I think we covered it. It's a it's a really good start to the game and then they just couldn't get a big timely goal at any point. So that that's the frustrating part for me. Too many mental lapses. Again, a second period where they just totally look disinterested and then some brain farts in the third. And just too many things go wrong there. Cold power play. Stars who weren't playing like stars. A 25-minute lull in the middle of that game. Like, everything like that.
2: Yep, yeah, I agree. One last thing I want to get into, and then we'll get our score predictions. That Cody CC hit on Brandon Hagel. Oh, yeah, I got to bring this up. He getting suspended. If Adam Ernie's not getting suspended, I don't, I don't know how this stuff works anymore but uh, I thought he
0: got him more on the shoulder. Like Hagel, there's a reverse angle. They played on the broadcast. Like Hagel snaps his head back. I think cause he's caught off guard, but like, I don't know how much of a headshot it was.
2: I guess I'd have to look at it again. I thought that I thought it was yeah, I'm not
0: sure if we get the I, angle here.
3: I
2: made the call out to that. Draymond green must've been on the ice. Yo, because the somebody grabbed Cody CC by the neck and just ripped his ass to the ground right there. But uh, yeah, Cody CC, I guess, Hey, if it's just a fine. Hey, we can, we can deal with that. I, and Cody he has been better lately for me. I think he's been a he's on the upswing here, so I would hate to lose him for a game. Hagel left the game for a bit. He did return, I do believe. I saw him. Yeah, he was back out there for the, the third. Eyes. He was back out there. So, for yeah, the third. exactly. You're not thinking there's suspension. Okay, hey, let's speak that into, into existence because I can't afford to have any more Edmonton Oilers on the shelf. Uh, final one for our score predictions. Give me some Greta score predictions. Shout out Greta. Our best friends over there. It's Saturday night. The Oilers lost. I'm not going to the U of A Golden Bears game tonight. I very well could be at Greta hustling, hustling everybody on a little skee ball, a little football. A little Mario Kart in there, maybe maybe some Mario Kart. I'll just plant my butt in one of those seats and you come at me. We'll see what we can do. Tyler, I'll start with you. Next game, Monday Panthers. against the Florida Panthers. They're they're good. They're red hot. What do you think? It's gonna be an early one as well. Five o'clock start, so pre is at four. Tyler, score prediction. What do you Oilers think?
0: Oilers lose six four again. I'm grumpy. <laughs> um, I'll follow
3: it up with an Oilers win. I I need to. I need to get the vibes going. Uh, I'll go three one Edmonton Oilers. Anytime goal scorer, man, Nuge. Is so do I know. I kind of I bet on him to score today, so I got to go back to our boy Nuge.
2: Yeah, I'm. You'll never catch me predicting an Oilers loss, Tyler. Let's bull. I don't want any more <laughs> of that out of you. Can tell we're winding down. I'm going to say 3-1 Edmonton Oilers. Sam Gagné scores one, just like Derek Ryan. A little hard work, a little effort going right to the net. That's what he does. Okay, everybody, it's Saturday. I want to go have fun. I want to go enjoy a night off. I want to give a final shout-out to all of our sponsors, Crown Royal, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, Greta. They're the best. Tyler, you're the best. Gavin, you're the best. Everybody in the chat is the best. The Edmonton Oilers confirmed not the best, but hey, it's a long season. We got plenty more opportunities to keep this Eastern Road Swing going. I love you all. Have a great evening. Pour yourself some Crown Royal. Things will get better. We were in that one. Check the shots. That'll make you sleep better. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Bye,
3: guys.